0: know, when you hear the Lord is whenever you are quiet, when you are not constantly like me listening to podcasts and music and talking and thinking your own thoughts and it is whenever you are silent, the Lord will not speak to people who are not willing to listen.
1: We're talking about words today, right? Yep. Uh, the power of our words, our speech, the purity of our speech, and I guess why that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figure I'd, I can just read um, from Ephesians 4 to get us started. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 4 and 5 is like a great argument, a great thing to read regarding our speech and and what comes out of our mouth. Uh, but Ephesians 4, verse 29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only listen to that word but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And then he follows in verse 29, or verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeah. words (laughs) like that's powerful Mm -hmm. and it's saying words are really important Mm. Um, there's a there's a ton in the scripture that says you need to watch your words yeah and this is something that i've been extremely convicted about over the past three years yes
0: yeah i'm
1: uh i'm the
0: same way i don't know if it was like this for you growing up but like um I was one of those kids that opened up my mouth a little too much and didn't, uh, didn't stick my foot in my mouth when I should have. Um, I was always ready to just throw out an opinion, make a joke, um, say some cutting words. Um, I was like, always quick to just be kind of quick to argue, quick to, quick to talk. Um, in having to learn uh, learning that, that our words carry weight and that our words carry um, importance. Uh, there's another scripture um, that talks about life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah, James. Mm-hmm. And then what's that other one in James? It said uh, the tongue is like a rudder, kind of deals, the analogy it gives. and I think... Uh, I think it goes a couple different ways of like that people either do or they don't get the power of their words and it will, um, it helps them to learn that their words actually carry weight. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, what else does James say about the tongue? He says the tongue is like a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, And he compares it to like a wildfire, which can burn down everything. And sometimes you don't need fire. Like if it's already hot outside, you don't need a fire. You just need a spark. Right. That may be stretching the metaphor a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But also fire can bring warmth. Fire can bring conviction, which is healthy. But fire can also really hurt you and Mm. really burn you and scar you. Um. And, and a story that I have about that uh, is actually a really good friend of mine. I hurt a really good friend of mine, because of my words. Um, And it was, we were sitting down at a restaurant. And we were all messing with each other and, and just hanging out and having fun. But then one of my friends, she said something. And, I I began to speak and then I held my tongue and I was like, I was about to tell a joke. Um, And she saw that and she's like, what were you about to say? And I was like, no, I don't think I should say that. That'd be mean. Uh, That's, I think I quoted, uh, Ephesians four, that wouldn't build up. And she was like, no, I can handle it. Like I can take it. Like, (laughs) just tell me. Um, and I was like, no, I really don't think I should. Uh, and I don't even remember what I said. Uh, but she would, um, And like, it was obviously a joke. I said, this is a joke. Like, I don't want to say it, but it, and then I said it, um, and she was actually hurt and offended by it. Yeah. Um, so even, even when it was a joke, even when she knew it was a joke, um, it was still harmful. It still hurt her. It still cut her. That's what you said. You don't, Mm -hmm. you didn't want to say cutting things or you did want to say cutting things. I mean, that's what. Sarcasm means, right? Yeah. To cut flesh. <clears throat> like, we should be careful with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just think how, um, I mean, words, we say words every day. I don't know what the, I'm sure there's studies that have said, like, how many words people speak. Um, but, like, that's how we communicate. Um, I don't know just like of thinking uh like, um yeah,
1: I'm looking up how many words we say in a day,
0: yeah, I want to say I saw one time it was like ten thousand, but there's there's no way it's ten thousand it's gotta be gotta be more than that
1: seven thousand words a day.
0: There's no way. At least
1: seven thousand words a day. Oh,
0: at least okay. That's that's kind of believable.
1: And this study says five hundred to seven hundred words of actual value every day. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know. That seems kind of like an arbitrary.
0: Sure. I mean, what 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 is value? Right. What What are you? I guess saying is value. Ooh, that's an interesting thought. How. How often do the things that we say in a day, like, actually matter? Yeah. How many things that we talk about matter? Um,
1: build life. Or the build, build life,
0: death. or they're a waste of time talking about. Um, this is not a knock on anyone who talks about sports, but and I used to be uh, like sports was like all I thought about, consumed. Um, knew all the little ins and outs about everything. Um, but then just I kind of realized, I was like, you know what? Me knowing about this, talking about this, uh, fill, filling our minds with, with mm-hmm. words and with information, um, that not all of it is helpful, I think. Um, in, like, sports, it, like, for this example of, like, just sports, it's... <sighs> I don't know it's it's a lot of information that or a lot of things that words that you talk about it just it doesn't get you anywhere really yeah um i don't know about you but i'm not a big small talk person Mm. which is which is helped no actually it's hurt it hurt it sometimes it hurts but a lot of times it's helped um that sometimes when I'm talking to people, I just, I can't ask or talk about just a, not all things are meaningless, but just sometimes to me, there's some things I'm just like, i just, oh, this yeah. is not going to help me. I don't want to talk about this or think about this kind of a thing. Um, And that's where some people, I think uh, it's like, oh, well hmm. you, or, or you're a quiet person. I know for me, sometimes around some people I'm just quiet yeah. and it's like, oh, well, it's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's just sometimes I'm just, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I I struggle with the small talk thing, um, especially as a Christian, because I am called, we are all called to share the gospel. Hmm. Um, and that's not a small talk thing. That is a really, really deep topic that is a big that's big talk Mm -hmm. uh, for lack of a better metaphor but it's hard to get to that point with a non-believer unless you first have some sort of small talk yes and have some sort of uh, relationship capital and small talk does build relationship capital Mm -hmm. but I think it's like if we're talking about words that give life, James says uh, the tongue has both the power to bless and to curse, and it shouldn't be this way. Yep. Um, and if we're trying to bless this person, anybody, a Christian or non-Christian, but especially a non-Christian, then I think we should always be pointing to the gospel with our words. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean every single conversation has to be a gospel conversation. Yeah but it does mean that none of our conversations should lead them to death.
0: Yeah. Or be, or be curses or be meaningless. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, and I just, this thought too of like, um, I think being intentional with our words is hard. And, uh, even thinking of this, of like our words, it is so easy to just say things, Mm. but it's really hard to be intentional with our words Mm. Because you have to like think through how you're going to say things.
1: No, stop. We have to think. Yeah. Like that's our culture. We don't want to think. No. We don't want to have to think. No. Like I just, when I'm feeling a certain way, I get on Twitter and I type something up and then send it immediately. I don't think about it. Yeah. When somebody says something mean to me, I say something mean right back to them. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't like to think. Yeah. And that's, that's a really negative thing. It's yep. an indictment on our culture, especially on our generation. Yeah. Um, on me. Like, I'm not want to say, like, I'm different from my generation. Yeah. Uh, like, I am. Yeah. I've been indoctrinated, I've been discipled by our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the water we swim in, it's the air we breathe. Yeah. So, I'm not saying I'm good at this.
0: Yeah. No. And I think that's why people are so drawn to people who are good communicators, people who are good thinkers. Um, I think our culture still values this, but of like someone who's an eloquent communicator or someone who's really good at clearly and concisely communicating ideas or um, thoughts. uh, I think most people, if they slow down and listen, they'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, and I think people do want to be good communicators and good, like, um, thinkers, but it takes a lot to get out. For that, you have to get outside of yourself in a way and seeing things from other people's perspectives. That's one thing that um, I think can be one of the most valuable things is if you learn how to... Uh, hmm communicate in different ways or mm-hmm. at least have in your mind that whenever you're communicating or you're speaking to people that not everyone receives communication the same way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, I just have an interesting thought, I think, based off of that, our eloquence in how we speak is extremely important. Yes. Like, there's a, I read this book that told different stories, different, I think it was 20 different biographies. And one of them really struck me. It was this man who wanted to be a really good preacher. Um, And he said, but at the same time he said, what was the quote? I'm gonna miss it. But essentially he said, if I can bring more glory to God by speaking poorly than by eloquence, then let me speak poorly. But his point wasn't, I'm going to speak as uh, unintelligently as I can. Yeah. But he was saying, like, obviously, God's going to get glory no matter what, but it should be our goal to speak as clearly and effectively and efficiently, eloquently Mm -hmm. as possible in order to share our message, in order to speak life, in order to speak blessings Um, and I think we see this in the secular world like who are who are some people that regardless of whether we agree with them politically or socially or secularly at all um, my first thought was not was a was Jordan Peterson like I don't agree with everything he says um, politically or socially or whatever but even if you don't he yeah. speaks so eloquently, he yes. speaks precisely, he yes. speaks exactly, he speaks correctly, um, and it allows his audience to understand mm-hmm. what he's saying. Yes. And that, I think, is a skill that we as Christians should certainly develop, yes. being able to speak eloquently and, and correctly and precisely, because mm-hmm. we have a very important message, message. to share with yep. the world. And if we don't speak that clearly, Yeah, that could mean death or life for this person. I mean, I'm not saying their salvation is dependent on us, but it's important. Yes, I
0: even what you were thinking uh, or saying of uh, eloquently or like speaking clearly and precisely. I even think of because I'm or I've I've talked to people who are uh, you know I know pastors and people who speak. Um, and they talk about how, man, I didn't feel like I like delivered this like um, or or like didn't give enough examples or didn't like uh, expound on a thing. But the way they communicated it was just really simple and very just, yeah. uh, it was like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like um, a really simple sentence like. <clears throat> like you just say like God loves you. Okay. Well, and then some people could like just r- now that is like a very true, very powerful thing. But then most people take that thing and like maybe sometimes overdo it. Yeah. And for some people, the going in depth and the like doing, um, I don't know more, I don't know what you would call it. Just more in depth on that. But then there's some people that it's the very simple, like, Hey, like God loves, God loves you. Mm-hmm that that's all that it takes. Um, And obviously there's different reasons. I think it's like Holy Spirit or whatever, or that like, that's just, that's a truth. So like maybe you don't need to expound on that very much, but then there's some people who like, again, it goes back to, you have to communicate with some people differently. Hmm. Um,
1: Yeah. And if we go, like if we go through the Bible and I'm not a scholar or anything, so I can't say this a hundred percent, but I think to like Exodus, uh, I think it's 34, Exodus 34, 44. It's one of the first revelations of God about himself. Um, or even earlier in Exodus when he says, I am who I am. Um, like all of those, those revelations are very simple. They're short. In Exodus 34, he mm. says clearly, and this is what made me think of it. You said God loves you. God is saying to his people, I love you. He says, I am the Lord, the Lord, a God who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Yeah. Um, Like these core doctrines, these core points, the perhaps more important points that he wants to get across to people, he says simply. Yeah. um, And that may not be completely true throughout the whole Bible, but I would be willing to bet it probably is yeah the core things that he wants people to understand he says clearly
0: yes that's mm. no, good
1: so i have a question for you yep as it pertains to our christian life um why why should we make an effort to speak honorably to one another
0: Ooh. Well, I think, um, what's that verse? Um, I said, or I can't think of the verse, but, uh, there's a phrase that comes from a verse of like, uh, they will know, uh, we are Christians by the way that we love each other. Yeah. I mean, I think uh part of love is how, how do you speak about someone? Mm, that's good. Um, So, and like uh, 1 Corinthians 13, what is love? Love is patient, love is kind, not self-serving, keeps no record of wrong, uh, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Um, And how often do we not do that with our words? How often do we, uh, you know, keep record of wrong and we, you know, well, you're, you know, you've been this way, so I'm going to treat you this way. Or uh, you get real snippy with people with your words or you're not, you're not being patient. Um, I think Words are the, I think, the vessel of how you deliver or convey emotions. Mm. Um, So are you being patient with your words? Are you being kind? Are you being, um, are you loving others? Or are you being selfish? Are you communicating that you're irritated? Are you communicating your um, lack of forgiveness uh, with your words? Um, And I think for us as like Christians, it's important because, well, number one, like that's what I I think of it this way. The things that the Lord uh, calls us to or says we should look like, um, I think Mm. a lot of Christians Mm. do this thing of like, oh, crap. Well, I guess I got to do that thing or it's like, oh, okay, or I got to achieve that. And it's like, no, it actually comes from the Holy Spirit inviting you into that. And you inviting the Holy Spirit into that place as well of like, Lord, uh, <laughs> I'm really bad at saying something snarky. I'm really mm-hmm. bad whenever, you know, someone asks me to do something, uh, I'm really bad to just, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I convey that through my, through my words or through my actions or, or whatever. Um, and it is, you have to ask the Lord to meet you in that place. Otherwise you're not going to, you're not going to be able to do that thing. Um, yeah, Like, I'm sure everyone has a as an area in their life where they know that um, they themselves cannot achieve that thing, and so uh, again, of inviting the Lord into those areas to to look like Him, because if we're if we're walking with Him, if we're abiding with Him, we will do the things that He's called us to do, because mm. we will we want to look like Him. Mm. Um, and so, back to the original question of. Why it's important to look like that for others? So well, it's because we're representatives of him. I think Christian culture has such a horrible uh, reputation of we are the quickest to judge, we're the quickest to come up with some half-baked response to something. Mm. Um, we're the first to cancel. We're the first like we're the first to judge. We're the first Even to like in
1: our quote-unquote tribe.
0: Yeah, we're we're horrible at that. Um, And so I think it's important because first off of that thing of like Christian culture where people naturally don't look like Jesus Mm. and don't value the things that the Lord has called us to value.
1: Yeah. I want to, I want to key in right there just for a second. Yep. What is, what's the whole purpose of the law? What's the whole purpose of, well, not not the whole purpose. Um, I won't say that actually. Uh, What's the whole purpose of the law? To look more like God.
0: Yeah. Or or to show you where you are incapable of looking like
1: Jesus. Correct. Yes. Leviticus 11.44, I believe that's the reference. It says, the Lord says, be holy for I am holy. Yep. So he And then he gives the law. Yep. Um, So he's talking about, I'm giving you this law, one, so that we can be in communion, so that we can be in fellowship, but two... So you can look like me. Yeah. Like that is a return back to Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. Yes. God created man in his image. In his likeness, he created them, man yes. and female. Yep. Um, and who's really, really careful with his words? God. <laughs> Who speaks precisely and correctly? God does. God does. <laughs> yeah. As well as we see in the Psalms. Man, what Psalm is it? Um, I don't remember. But there's one Psalm... It's fairly short, but it says over and over and over and over, the voice of the Lord speaks. Mm -hmm. The voice of the Lord thunders and mountains shake and fall into the sea. Mm -hmm. The deers give birth. The mountain goats give birth because the Lord speaks. The Lord speaks. And this happens. There's power. Yeah. In our words. And God created us like him.
0: Yeah. God created the world with his words.
1: With his words. He He says, Let there be light. Yeah. And there's light. Yeah. And we are created in that image. Now I can't say let there be money right in front of me and there's money. (laughs) But like I can say, hey, you suck, and this person gets offended. Correct. And they get hurt. I can speak blessings, yes. Or I can speak curses. I can speak life Mm -hmm. or I can speak death. Yeah. Um. So we have to be careful mm-hmm. with that. We are created to be like God. Yes. You're created to be in His image. Yes. And that carries over, I think, in our words and how we speak.
0: Hmm. Yes. So back and back to your question of why is it why is it important? Well, it's because, okay. Well, if we who say we love Jesus and are his, like are His, well, then we are ambassadors for who mm. He is. Yes. And so if we do not carry ourselves the way he carried himself when he was here well then what i think there's a lot of christians we're and i'm not again this is not bashing but of like people are not attracted to christianity because of whatever you know it oh wow that person oh you say you love a god who is you know this this and this but you do not show those characteristics Mm. And most most people don't like hypocrisy just in most? general yeah no, i say i say most all people don't like hypocrisy so why would people follow people who look like them yet say that they carry a power or carry a uh, that carry something different but you look just like the world and the yeah. the world is not loving is not Mm. caring is not careful with its words it's that's not who the world is so why Mm. would you claim to be selling something that is one way and you live a completely different way yeah so i think that's why it's important is because number one we're vessels we're we're images of god um and if we don't realize who we are and what Mm. we're called to well then obviously we're not going to be attractive to to the non-believer, to the people that the Lord has called us to love and uh, you know care for, well then, if we can't, if we don't know how to love each other, well then, how the heck are we supposed to do what the Lord has called us to do, which is go and make disciples uh, and tell people about me? If we don't understand the value of uh, how we carry ourselves, our words, etc. cetera?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's good. I think I think a lot of people especially non-Christians could hear us Christians talking about the power of our words and then look at Jesus in the gospels and say something will like Jesus was mean. Jesus called <laughs> people out. Maybe. Jesus yeah. Jesus spoke harsh words. What what do you think we we say to that? What's what's our response
0: to that of Jesus being sometimes very honest?
1: Because Jesus calls out the Pharisees. Yeah, Jesus sometimes Jesus called a woman a dog. Mm -hmm. What is that about? Yep,
0: I think that also goes to show uh, that the world is not honest. Uh, Mm. The world likes to beat around the bush. And likes to. Um, oh, they like to be. They don't like to be clear. They don't mm. like to be precise. Yes, because whenever you're clear and you're precise, it's it's right there. Sons of darkness. You can't call it anything else you if it if it's, if it's clear. So a lot of people like to live in that ambiguity, with what they say. Like, uh, and people don't like to call out what's evil is evil. Mm. Uh, mostly because if you're outside of Jesus, you know that you're a jacked up person. So who am I to like go calling out other jacked upness? Um, you know, not everyone has, you know, killed someone or whatever. So, so so in that instance, it's easy, but hey, that's bad. But then other stuff, it's like, oh, I've been complacent in allowing so-and-so to inform me on something. Or so you feel used a little bit. Uh, and this, yeah, but of like, yeah, the world likes to be imprecise. So whenever yeah. Jesus who comes and says, "Hey, you're you claim to be this, like with your example of the Pharisees. You claim to, you know, search the scriptures and you claim to be righteous, but you completely miss the purpose of the scr- scriptures which was which was Jesus." Mm, that's good. And so then and that even goes to us today of like are we preaching or are we the ambassadors of who Jesus is and most churches uh, I mean I think you could say for the Pharisees that they got um, safe in their religion and in the just doing their thing and playing a game uh, and so when Jesus came and said with, pre- with precise words hey you are not doing this what you're what you're called to do what you're supposed to do that's gonna upset people. Um, and so uh, there's another phrase. Clarity is a kindness. Mm, that's good. So I think a lot of people, whenever there's clarity, there's no room for you to assume something else. There's no room for you to whatever. So uh, and clarity, it makes you feel uncomfortable because, again, it's it's there. There's no room for you to, again, like I said, there's no room for you to make up something else or brush it off of, oh, you know, they didn't say this or whatever, or they didn't tell me or, or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, it's I think it's just that clarity um, and Jesus being very bold. Um, and I think a lot of people want to be bold. Hmm. I think a lot of people want to be clear and concise uh, with their words and how they communicate, but that takes... Time that takes practice, mm. that takes you thinking through what you're trying to say and communicate. It
1: takes study.
0: Yeah. It, ta- it takes um, you getting yourself out of the way to be able mm. to communicate something to someone. Um, I just think how often, uh, whenever you are offended at someone, do you know that you don't communicate things very clearly? And if it, it, like uh, I just think of relationships, whenever there's issues between relationships, that most people, mm. whenever there's an issue, and, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be about that person, but just in the way that they communicate, that if there, yeah, if there is no stopping and thinking through what you are about to say to that person, it could cost you.
1: Mm. It could
0: make you or break you with that relationship. Yeah, in a second. Seriously. In a sentence.
1: Yeah. In a word.
0: Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about that?
1: In the Import. misuse of a word. Yeah. You want to talk Real about quick, that? quick before you, before you go. Yeah. Off from this topic. Not, <laughs> not leave. Uh, but you were talking about how Jesus, he speaks clearly. He speaks yeah. concisely. God speaks concisely. And it's our our duty to imitate him. Yes. He speaks clearly. Correct. What does he say about the Pharisees? Um he says in John 8, 44, I just had to look this up. He's, he says, um, Satan was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So anyone who does not speak truth, anyone who does not speak truth, clear well not, maybe not that aggressively but anyone yeah. who does not speak truthfully which I mean I'm a if I if I had a title I'd be a liar like are you kidding me yeah um, I'm no better yeah uh, I'm not gonna say I'm not a hypocrite because we all are Christians is Christians is just a fancy title for uh well I, I was gonna say fancy title for hypocrites but I don't want to say that no, because yeah. my words have power Um <laughs> but like this is a club of hypocrites. Like we know we're failures at this, and I'm a failure at this, and I need Jesus to save me from it. Correct. Uh, but those of us who who are lying are imitating the devil. Like he is, yeah. he is clearly in Scripture a deceiver, mm-hmm. and he deceives with his words. He deceived Eve and Adam in the beginning with his words. Yeah. He deceives me with his words, he says, Hey, this is going to offer you life. This is mm-hmm. going to offer you pleasure and goodness. And then I do this thing and he flips it over on me and says, you evil person, you wicked person. I can't believe you did this. He's a yep. deceiver. Yeah. I don't want to imitate that.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Yeah. So, so the next, so the, the thought of that I had was like, uh, let's talk about the importance of communicating in relationships. Hmm. And, how that is important. Uh, I literally just, as you were saying, Adam and Eve, I thought, ooh, just, and this is a thought, this is not like, you know, biblical, like truth or like, oh, this is the reason why. But if you think about, um, so whenever um, God comes to Adam and Eve and asks him, uh, asks, he asks Adam, like, what, like essentially, what happened? You know, what happened? And he doesn't go to the woman; he goes to Adam, and he asks him, "What, what happened?" And he's like, "Well, the woman you sent took the took the apple and or whatever the fruit was, fruit. and yeah, and uh, you know, did not deceive me or whatever." But he blamed he blamed her, right? But it was God who told Adam not mm. to eat from the tree. But, and I'm pretty sure there was no communication in scripture of Adam communicating to Eve, hey, yeah. don't eat from that tree. Um, And so that makes me think of, uh, in specifically a, a relationship. How are, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this.
1: I literally had the phrasing
0: here a second ago. <laughs> See? the importance of
1: communication. Yeah, your words. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, that was literally, and like you said, there's no record of this happening or not happening. Um, but this is, that was literally either words that led to death or words that led to life. Yeah. Um, and Satan, again, in the form of a serpent, deceives Eve. He says, uh, you've been told by God to not eat of this fruit, right? Mm -hmm. Or even touch the tree. God never said don't touch the tree. Yeah. But he added on and he said, no, 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 no. Don't trust God. Don't trust God's words, Mm -hmm. which actually have real power. Yeah. Trust my words. Trust other words. Um, Yeah. He deceived from the beginning.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, so oh, so here's, I guess, so, the, so how, how much, so how much is important? Wow. I am stuttering today. Jeez. How important, how important is it to be a good communicator of things that, um, maybe the unspoken things, how often do we go, uh, have relationships mm. and there's a lot of unspoken things that would save you a lot of thing, uh, a, a lot, lot of, of headaches and hurt if you would just communicate them. I think, uh, for an, an Adam's case, imagine if he had communicated that and led a little bit more of like, hey, like let let's not do this because of this reason. Ooh, how often do we uh, get told things but are not given a good why why we should not do things? Mm. Yeah, we get we get, hey, don't do that. Okay, why why don't do that? Just don't do that. Okay, well because I said so. Yeah, that's not being a very clear communicative. Uh, giving me a good reason why I shouldn't do something yeah. and, and I don't think God is that way I feel like and there's very few things that God tells us to do and then you don't that, then you don't see the reason why you shouldn't if yeah. that makes sense
1: I I immediately think of like parents um, and I'll probably do this as a parent too because I'm flawed Human, and, I'm, yeah. <laughs> and I struggle with hypocrisy <laughs> Join the <club>. But when, <laughs> when, when children ask difficult questions, yeah, or questions that they are simply not old enough to know the answer to, mm-hmm. um, and they ask why, 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 what about this, what about this, what about this, yeah, what is a lot of times the parents reasoning because I said so, right? Just obey me, right? Just. Just listen to me. Which this That's is, important too. That's important. That's very important. I'm not negating the fact. Yes. Um that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Obedience. Uh, a real quick story. Corey Tin Boom, who is a who is in the in World War Two, she was in concentration camps. Um, she has a book and then she tells a lot of her a lot of the story of her life. And this is getting to the children of asking why, 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 why and mm-hmm. the importance of like you said, a reasoning behind the why, Mm -hmm. um, she was walking through a, I think it was a train station with her dad and they were carrying suitcases and she had heard about sex, um, and heard, and she said, dad, what is sex? And she's like six years old, five or six years old. She's really young. Shouldn't be, shouldn't have this burden of knowledge on her at this age. Um, and he doesn't say, I'm not going to tell you that because I'm the father and I know best. He actually says, Corey, can you carry my suitcase? And she said, oh, no, that's too heavy of a burden for me. I'm not big enough. And he says, and when you're old enough to carry this burden, when you're big enough and strong enough to carry this burden of the knowledge of what sex is, of the knowledge of this answer, I'll tell you. Hmm that is a beautiful example of speaking life into a situation Hmm. where he could have just said no, but he also said, he did say no, but he gave a reason behind it. Yeah. Um, And that word, those words gave her life and said, Oh, I can trust my father. I can trust this person deeper. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Of giving the why behind things. Yeah. I, uh, There's so many different ways that you could take that. Um, But I'm a big why person. Mm. Um, At least I've learned to be. Because I think once you have a why for something, you're maybe more inept to do a thing or to not do a thing. Um, I'd think of this example in... um, Even the simplicity or even just the ability to learn how to... um, think through what you're communicating a little better. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously it takes practice. Um, So I like uh, at our student ministry, um, we have a deal where uh, we, we don't allow students to sit on the back wall. Uh, You know, obviously for multiple reasons, but like the main one, the very like practical reason is we can't allow students to sit on the back wall because it's a fire code issue. Like if there was something to happen, like no one can be sitting on the back wall because, you know, you don't get run over or trampled or something in some kind of emergency. Um, And so on, you know, whenever we have church, I like you tell people, hey, like, you know, those who don't know, like, hey, can't can you not sit on the back wall? And some people, it's this deal: like, hey, can you not sit on the back wall? Or hey, can you find a chair? And it comes across as very like, oh, you're just telling me what to do. Da, da, da. But whenever I communicate, I go, hey guys, uh, would y'all mind finding a seat for me? Uh, you, we can't have anyone sitting on the back wall because it fire code. And immediately, whenever you tell people that, they go, oh yeah, for sure, because you've given them the why. So how often, whenever we communicate things with people, should if you would just take an extra minute. To be like, hey, I'm saying this or I'm doing this because I love you. How much more would people, whenever you're giving advice, mm-hmm. how often... Yeah. Now, and now, obviously, don't go just giving out your advice to everybody. Don't throw your pearls before uh, swine. swine. Um, how much would you, like, would your heart and your intentionality in what you're communicating be uh, communicated if you would just slow down and tell that person why yeah. because everyone's always throwing out words and suggestions and everything and sometimes like it, it's like whenever your mom tells you to do something it's like oh mom you just uh. but whenever the why is communicated it goes oh you really like you really love me so you don't yes. want me to eat too much chocolate or hey you don't want there's me to stay out there's a reason behind late. this
1: there's a reason behind it yeah um, and look at Jesus yeah like he was the best preacher Yes, the world has ever seen. He was the yes. best teacher, best communicator, best communicator. Yep, most loving person. Yes, also the most convicting person ever. Mm-hmm. And what did he do when his disciples asked him questions? He didn't say, "Because I said so." Yep, because I'm God and I know best. Yeah, you up. dumb little <laughs> disciples. Like, shut up! <laughs> I know best. Don't question me. I'm the Messiah. Correct. No, he speaks tenderly to them. He mm. explains the parables to them. Yes. When they're alone in probably their tent or their camp, sitting around the campfire eating dinner, they're like, "Jesus, we don't get this. Can you explain it to us?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll explain it to you. Here's what this means. Here's what this means." The only times that he doesn't do that is with the the not the disciples, the Pharisees. Yeah. Because their hearts are hardened.
0: Yeah. So he's not going to waste his he's time waste trying his to time. communicate he's not cast something his to you. Before swine, like yep. you said.
1: Yeah. He was kind and tender and gentle. So if we're going to reflect him again, Mm -hmm. what should we do? Yes. Be kind and tender and gentle. Mm. Now, there are times when probably we will have to say, hey, just trust me on this. I know what's best. Sure. Especially with our parents. If our parents tell us to do something, obey them. Absolutely.
0: And then ask why later.
1: If then. Yes. But (laughs) maybe a 15-year-old will hear this and say, I don't have to obey my parents because they're not giving me why no you <laughs> no. have to obey your parents yeah. even if they don't give you why because yeah. god says honor your father and mother yeah and
0: actually i think you honor your parents a lot more if you ask them why if you take interest in the way that they are leading you uh,
1: respectfully, ask, respectfully
0: them why. ask them why
1: and humbly yes in obedience still because
0: uh, just example 15 year old kid Hate to break it to you. Uh, you, I and I thought this way at fifteen. You think, app, ah, all these people, stupid. Um, <laughs> they all these they old, know better. All these old people. Yeah, the older you get, the more you realize, wow, I don't know anything.
1: And then you're like, my parents actually kind of knew something. Exactly. And I was so dumb.
0: Yeah. So listen, listen to your parents. They love you. Um, but yeah, I've just, man. There's so many different things with how you communicate and how you how you carry yourself. Ooh, ooh and obviously this is just one that this is a staple, but of like the way that Jesus walked, mm. it was slow, yes, and intentional.
1: If you are he probably thought before he spoke,
0: probably. If you don't have margin in your life, if you always uh, John Mark Comer book mm. ruthless elimination of hurry. I talk about this book a lot. Um, But. (laughs) Read it. It's a great book. But he talks about, you know, whenever you are not loving, kind, patient, it's whenever you're in a hurry. Mm. You know, whenever you're
1: sharp, uh, careless. Say something that you wish you hadn't said. mm -hmm. It's whenever you're in a hurry. Ruin that relationship. Yep. It's whenever you're in a
0: hurry, you're offended, you are. You're trying to go, 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 go.
1: I got to get this assignment done. Leave me alone.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're bothering me. I'm trying to work on something or your kids being I'm late loud to work. or whatever. Let me yeah. flip
1: this guy off on the side of the road.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's whenever you're not looking like Jesus.
1: No, I haven't actually done that. But example. <laughs>
0: um, but like, okay. So if I don't have margin in my life, or I am not allowing the Holy Spirit into my life. Mm. Well, then I am naturally going to tend towards unintentionality, to being quick and snarky mm. and mean and yes. unintentional with my words. Again, all this goes back to words and how we communicate. I think our uh, the, even more, the more. I think about this. You, the words are 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 the vessel to that. Uh, That communicate our feelings, where we are, our thoughts. So I think our words are just, yeah, again, they're just the vessels. So it is actually a deeper thing uh, than where our, oh wow. Hmm.
1: You say, you said an unintentional word and I, like, I totally agree with you. In my most flippant states, I say things unintentionally or say things in a certain way, unintentionally, yeah. um, with a certain attitude unintentionally. Mm-hmm. But also, a lot of times, when I am in a rush or in a hurry, or I'm being impatient, I will say something intentionally rude or intentionally sharp mm-hmm. to get my point across. And then I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa whoa whoa, I should not have said that. Mm. It was inten- It was unintentionally intentional. To get yes. my point across, of hey, leave me the heck alone. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, I should not have Ooh. said it that way.
0: Oh, I just created more problems for myself. Like
1: unintentionally intentional. <laughs> yes, um, and that's 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 hurtful.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: I have a I have a couple passages that I want to do it. I want to hit on. I don't know the I don't know the he- the segues into these. Do it. Um, but Isaiah six. And you're like Isaiah six. Why Isaiah six? Because Isaiah six, Isaiah is visioned up into the courtroom, the throne room of God. And his first word, the first words that he says is, Woe is me, for I am ruined. Those are that's like two words in the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. It's literally an exclamation of like fear, like, ah, <laughs> like, like, and then he says, dead. Like, ah, dead. And he falls to the ground and worships the Lord mm-hmm. um, because he sees the Lord. And then he says, woe is me for I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. Hmm. And I live amongst a people of unclean, unclean lips. lips. Yep. Not, I'm an adulterer. Not, yep. I'm sexually immoral. Not, anything else. Not, fill in the blank. Not, I'm a liar. Not, I'm a jerk. Not, I'm impatient. Fill in the blank. He says, "I'm a man of unclean lips." What does that have to do with us today? In our relationship with the Lord, hmm. and others.
0: Yeah, and then they go again. It goes back to the our words are our. Those are that's the vessel of how we get to everything. Hmm. Like, uh, I, you know, whatever. I'm hungry. Well, I got to tell someone, hey, I want a number one from Chick-fil-A. I'm hungry. Uh, hey, I am feeling tired. I tell someone, hey, I'm going to go take a nap. Uh, whatever. I love you or I feel an affection towards you. Um, again, it's it's the words. And our words will, I think, get us in trouble or they build, they give life. Um, yeah. And I even think with that that one of Isaiah – of like, oh, hmm, all those things, are, are, were you, those characteristics were you saying, are the I don't know Isaiah that well, but are all those things, were those things characteristics of Isaiah that you were talking about?
1: Not necessarily. I mean, oh, that's no that's more. Israel for oh, okay. sure. I yeah. mean, that's like their sin, God calls them out for their sin over and over and over. Yeah. And he always calls them an adulteress, hmm. like sexually immoral because they have rejected God. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I was reading in I think it was second. It was first or second Corinthians the other day, and it said, uh, "You worshipped other idols. You're an adulteress." Which that's hmm. interesting. They're yep. cheating on God. They're cheating
0: on God with by rejecting other Him. Yeah.
1: You built up an idol in someone else's name, yep. and you committed adultery. Mm-hmm. You slept with someone else. Yeah. Other than worshiping God, hmm. um, and that's usually what God calls Israel Israel out for. Yes. But that's not what Isaiah says. Isaiah says, "We have unclean lips. Yeah, we speak poorly."
0: Hmm. hmm.
1: And I think, in continuation of that passage in Isaiah six, I think that is one of the most, one of the most important things that we can reflect on, that we can really take to heart um, as Christians to build life into each other. But more than that, to build life into non-Christians. Because then, when Isaiah proclaims that, what does an angel do?
0: Cleans his mouth. Cleans, Cleans his, his mouth. Li-
1: yeah. He takes a coal with some tongs him. out of the fiery burning altar where you sacrifice to God. hmm And he touches him, his, him's lips. H- him's. Him's lips. His <laughs> lips. That, that. That'll clean, that'll clean your lips. You just a little it'll, bit. It'll burn your skin <laughs> off. And then God says, who's going to go talk to the nation? Who's going to go proclaim hmm. my voice to the nation? Yeah. And Isaiah raises his hand and says, here I am. Hmm. Send me. Yeah. He was cleaned. His lips were purified from unclean to clean before he went out and said stuff to people. Hmm. that's important.
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah. That, ooh, that just brought up, a. Uh, uh, what is it? This is, this is in Psalms or something. I don't remember what, I'm so bad at this. I got, you know how you have like all the Bible things and then yeah. you're like, oh crap. I don't know any of the, uh, <laughs> I don't references, know any of the references yeah. or anything.
1: Um, just say but it. it's the word of God. Yeah. Hebrew uh, says somewhere, uh, <laughs> he, he repeats often in Hebrews. The scripture says somewhere this.
0: Somewhere this. Uh, but uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. I
1: believe that's Psalm 19. I was going to say that. Yeah.
0: Um, But of like, it is a constant, I think, ask, or at least it, the Lord has convicted me of this recently, of like, let that be your uh, prayer of like, man, like, let the meditations of my heart be in the words of my mouth be like uh what is it acceptable in your sight it's like man what i want to look like you i don't want to look like the world i don't you know i don't want to uh sound like anything else other than you i don't want to think of Mm. anything that are uh other than what you've called me to to be to think to say yeah um and again all that goes back to just the again words um It's like,
1: dang. The flow of Psalm 19 is actually really interesting uh, because verses verses one through four, the first verses of the Psalm say, the heavens declare Mm. the glory of God. The sky above proclaims Mm. his handiwork. Day to day, it pours out speech. And the night to night, it reveals knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out throughout the whole earth in their words to the end of the world. And then it talks about worshiping God. And then the last verse, Psalm 1914 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Hmm. So we should copy the sun and the stars and the trees and the mountains Mm-hmm. and proclaim pure speech, truth about the Lord. Hmm. Truth in love, like the yeah. Lord speaks.
0: Hmm. Ooh, yeah. This was literally just a random thought and we're sitting outside Uh. in that truth and love part of like uh, the truth, uh, like that's a tree. Mm. That's a tree. And if you think about it of like, oh, that tree is... I don't even know where I'm going with this, but of like, like no, no one has to be like, Hey, that's a tree. Get it through your head. That's a dang tree. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, like, like who God is and who his love is and who Mm -hmm. he is. It's such like a, it's there. It's gentle. Yeah.
1: It can be gentle.
0: That thing doesn't have, that tree doesn't have to yell at me telling it's a tree. Hmm. And it doesn't have to tell me to make it true
1: mm, that's good
0: it's it's there and yeah. so I think with a lot of people that that speaking the truth and love that's a that's a whole nother that's thing hard. <clears throat> of the, yeah. how people think well it's true so I gotta tell them because and I, I I was this person probably about two years ago uh of where it's like oh it's true I got t- I gotta tell people you gotta know? <laughs> you got to convict people of it. And it's like, oh, hmm. well, if it's true, why do I have to convince you that it's true?
1: Yeah. The truth of God is like a lion. You don't have to defend a lion. It's there. The lion can defend itself. Yeah.
0: And so how much more as Christians, specifically in this situation, how much more should we be uh maybe a little bit more loving mm-hmm. with the truth and being in in like in line with the truth
1: and that does not mean letting sin go unnoticed correct yeah that's yeah. good
0: so how much more should we be walking in more of that uh love in the truth like vain as opposed to like I gotta tell you about the truth yeah it's like oh it's actually uh, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance yes
1: not it will not be our anger that leads them to repentance it will not god's kindness it will not
0: be my eloquent argument and Mm. how i bury you with facts Mm. is not going to be the way that you are convinced that god is real (laughs) and you're a sinner and you're going to hell yeah that will not uh, that is not a representation of the love of the Father.
1: Like you said earlier, they will be known by their love. Correct. Like, man. The Proverbs. Yeah. The wisdom literature mm-hmm. says over and over and over and over and over and then over again mm. the fool, the fool, the idiot. Like in in our in our day and age, the yes. idiot, yeah. the fool, speaks, or no, he's it says the wise man speaks when he has something to say. Yes, the fool speaks when he wants to be heard.
0: Mm-hmm. There's another one that says uh, a wise or uh, uh, a fool vents all of his feelings, all of his thoughts mm. through words, but a wise man holds them back. Mm. It's that same idea of like. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to
1: talk. A kind word to the enemy would be like heaping coals upon their head. Mm Hmm. Man. Yep. Our words have power, don't they? I don't want to be a fool.
0: Nope. (laughs) I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone int. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't think anyone intentionally. It seems like it. It's. It seems like it.
1: Because people keep
0: talking. Talking (laughs)
1: like me. Man, how often do I like even even now? Like how often do I just say something because I want to be heard?
0: That's our culture. Our culture tells you, hey, you, you gotta be You have a you gotta, voice. You have you have a voice and you gotta be the loudest and the most in the face and you
1: have that's to be the, the most That's the message of every Disney every Disney movie. You have a voice, speak it. Be loud and proud about it mm-hmm. and go your own way. Don't listen to anybody else, the older people who are wiser and your family who actually knows you better than you know yourself. Don't listen to them. Forge ahead. Create your own truth. Make your own path. Yeah. Speak your truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our culture says all, the, all that same stuff. Man. Mm. Yeah. Culture yells a lot of messages, a lot of words. There's a lot of talk. And again, this kind of goes back to the beginning of what we were talking about of like how how many things do we talk about? Do we say that actually don't matter, don't carry weight or a waste of our time, mm. waste of our brain space? Dude, I can't tell you how many the older that I get, the more I realize, man, not everyone has something that's worth listening to.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: like 90 percent of the things that are said that are talked about even in our world not not in the sense of like that they're stupid or like oh, that person's an idiot i'm not gonna listen to them but how much of it is like oh that's not important
1: yeah and that's and i think you i think you're saying this too yes but and that's not to say we should only talk about really really heavy oh. things that are no. to do with real life like, no no,
0: no. Sometimes I want to watch
1: a basketball game. Yeah. Sometimes I want to say a silly joke. Sometimes I want to.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I want to listen to whatever stand up comedy or sometimes I want to learn how uh, I want to learn about something that actually isn't maybe relevant to my everyday existence. Right. Like that's fine. But I think uh, of asking ourselves that if we're Christians and we're. You know, if we want to look like Jesus, I think that even goes to uh, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you consuming? Who are you around? What is informing your existence um, and is it, is it helping you? Are those things building you up or are those things just bogging you down or discouraging you or, you know, filling your mind with the wrong thought patterns and ideas of how the world is about who God is, about who you are? Man.
1: Yeah. I want to I want I've got two more passages that I really want to hit and then I want to ask a question for you. I love questions. Ecclesiastes five. Um Ecclesiastes five two Be not rash with your mouth nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God for God is in heaven and you are on earth therefore let your words be few and then I was, as I was flipping in Damn. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 um, it says the words of the wise heard in quiet are better than the shouting of a ruler among fools Again, the words of a wise man's mouth win him favor, but the lips of a fool consume him. Hmm. The beginning of the words in his mouth, the fool's mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is evil madness. A fool multiplies words, though no man knows what it is to be, and who can tell him what will be after him. <laughs> like,
0: This is literally like Michael Scott. Sometimes I start a sentence, and I don't know where he's going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And then the the next passage that I wanted to see or talk about is in Matthew 15, I think. Um, He says, out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. Mm. And then he says, or that's not. He does say that somewhere. But the one I was referring to is, um, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person. What is it? It's what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person.
0: Hmm. Yeah. The words that come out of your mouth show where your heart is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's scary. F-
0: Freudian slips. Honestly, oh. I think, I, like, obviously, like that whole Freud, yeah, Freud was not correct on everything, but Freudian slips. He got that one right.
1: Man. Yeah.
0: Everything that comes out of your mouth, That that's what's there.
1: Yeah. So, man, that's, that's what's in your let's heart. Let's be careful with what we.
0: I think again it goes to what uh what are you, what are you allowing to inform you mm. in your thoughts? Yeah. And who what are you listening to? Who are you hanging out with? Who how who yeah, what are you allowing to fill you up?
1: Yeah. Cuz I think that's I think that's a better question than yeah. who you're hanging out with or yeah, yeah, or yeah, what yeah. are you listening yeah. to. That
0: was more practically,
1: um, but yeah. Because like I'm going to hang out with non-believers. Absolutely. And I'm going to hang out with unbelievers Absolutely. who cuss and say all these dirty jokes sure, and all these things. And it's not that that's going to cause... It's not what comes in that defiles me. It's what comes out. Yeah. But what am I letting me... What am I letting fill me up? Yeah. Like, am I letting the rivers of living Life. water yep. in my heart fill me up? Or am I letting the rivers of, I guess... Death. Deadly water, <laughs> deadly water of the world Dirty fill water. me out. And then that's what's gonna come out of my mouth. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, that's good. Uh the one what was the one that she said? Uh the quiet words of wisdom mm-hmm. spoken and quiet is better than the loud, yeah. What stupid things that are said to everyone.
1: Yeah. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Let's paraphrase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, be careful. Your words
1: have power. Yeah.
0: But yeah, of sometimes it's better to not, uh, it's better to be quiet hmm. growing up. If you don't have anything nice to say or good to say.
1: Don't say anything at all.
0: Just don't say anything. Because we all have like, you know, we've all been around or have been the person that's like, dude. Yeah, just, I've been that person. Yeah. You know, no, I I am that person. Probably uh, more,
1: more times than
0: i'd like to admit uh but yeah i'm just like dude just shut up (laughs) like what you're saying you look like an idiot right now Mm. what what are you what are you doing um and yeah it it, it's better to i would much rather have something well thought through and say it rather than me just being off the top of my head running my mouth like an Mm. idiot yeah uh, but our culture and our human nature, we want the quick, the easy, the fast, the now. Who can say the first punchline or who can come up with the wittiest yeah. remark, the fastest? And like, oh, man.
1: How many times have I been like... have people? I've just been hanging out with friends and then I'm like, oh, man, I got to think of a joke, think of a joke, think of a I, joke. And then somebody I, else <laughs> thinks of a joke and I'm like, dang it, man. Dang it, man. That could have been me. <laughs> I oh, could have been the king of the moment
0: there. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah of like oh wow Hmm. that's actually not what the lord values in his kingdom yeah it's not sometimes always being about being the fastest or the quickest or the whatever it's actually the more thoughtful the slow the intentionality that's where I don't know I guess the, the beauty is Yeah. I don't know
1: yeah got a question for you it's not it's less of a question more of a topic jokes Mm. jokes Mm. this is something that I'm really convicted of yeah especially with the story that I told at the beginning
0: yeah join the club (laughs) that's a tough one
1: I think this is one that's there's a book by Jerry Bridges called Respectable Sins and it's mm. it's all about it's going through different sins that we as Christians either never think about mm. or think about and we're just like yeah but that's okay mm. it's respectable enough that it doesn't matter it's not killing me everybody does it Everybody does it. It's fine. Everybody talks like this. It's fine.
0: Hmm. do send me this book. I want to read this book now.
1: I think one of those respectable sins, especially in our culture, especially with our age, Yeah. are the jokes that we tell. Hmm. And this is, this is something that I, I'm not perfect at a hundred percent. Um, but probably three or four years ago, I was super, super convicted of this. Um, and I'll tell you why i I was convicted of it because in Ephesians five, five, four, three and four. Um, again, Ephesians four and five mm-hmm. example of the Christian life. Ephesians five, three and four says, but sexual immorality And all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you. So, like, don't let this don't let this be be talked about, named in reference to you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, Hmm. let there be thanksgiving that's a really, really high bar. Yes. No filthiness, no foolish talk, no crude joking. Hmm. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. He says, he says, don't even, don't joke about these sins. Hmm. Like yeah. Don't, don't let them, don't even talk about them. He says later, um, in, in verse 13 uh, for it is shameful even to speak of these things in secret
0: hmm.
1: like how many of us again I this is one that's really close to my heart yeah <laughs> um, I, you might know what I'm talking about this is one that's really close to my heart because this is one of the things that I've uh, I've participated in I've joked about
0: Got really good at. <laughs> got really good at.
1: Um, guys and locker room talk. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, it's locker room talk.
0: It's fine. Really.
1: Yeah. It says, let there be none of that. Yeah. It says, let there be no filthiness, yep. no crude joking. <laughs> it's not okay to even talk about these things in secret. Yep. Like. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna joke about that girl and how good she looks or whatever. I'm not gonna joke about that. Right sexual immorality all impurity yeah i think all (laughs) all (laughs) and that includes i think and this this might ruffle some feathers because it's ruffled mine and it 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 bugs me when this happens and i'm not i'm not i'm not the holy spirit hear me i'm not the holy spirit i'm not trying to convict you but i'm trying to speak truth hopefully Mm -hmm. in love when guys go around joking like homosexually with other guys that really bothers me that that seems out of place hmm. um at least in my mind like yep. that seems like we're joking about sin yeah that doesn't seem okay yeah that doesn't seem um building up that doesn't or seem worth, good for building
0: worthwhile up. talk yeah yeah mm, yeah no that's a <clears throat> that's a that's a, that's a hard one. Yeah. It's ho- I think, I think, uh, one of the, one of the biggest things for me, whenever it comes to a question like this of like, oh man, why, why is it such like a convicting or a hard thing? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> why, why are jokes, why, and obviously certain types of jokes, um, not all, but like why are jokes, why are sarcastic comments, why are they funny? Because they're true.
1: there's truth in every jest.
0: That's why it's funny and it, and it honestly goes to like and you know all like the backhanded jokes or the, you know some jokes that are like you had to like sit there or if you weren't listening or an inside joke if you weren't like paying attention, well then it wasn't funny but if you are it's like oh you got the joke <laughs> right. I I know what's going on or oh it's funny or da, 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 or whatever. And obviously not all jokes are uh, you know, wrong or bad, but obviously it's like some of like, okay, well, it's not worthwhile or is or or is it is that appropriate? Yeah, I don't I don't know what the answer is on that one, but it is uh the that those verses, when I've heard them before, it's like oh, okay. Oh, oh so like, like
1: Oh everything I said like Today oh, this week. so
0: like 90% of the things that I say right. are uh, um, stupid, wrong, shouldn't say them. Mm, yeah. Great. I,
1: <laughs> I just, I don't know how to justify that. Yeah. Those verses. I don't know how to make those verses fit in to how I talk. Yeah. Or how I have talked in the past. Yeah. And how what we call locker room talk mm-hmm. happens between guys. Yeah. Um. Because it's not okay. Yeah. Like the scripture is clear. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And no. Uh, and I even on that same mode of like, so I was I was homeschooled and like my and so I was around my mom and i I have brothers, um. And so so do I. Yeah. <laughs> <It's difficult. laughs> but uh, of like, it wasn't like this. Uh, I mean, it was like this growing up of like. Hey, like we're not gonna joke like that, and because I mean, when you're around your mom all the time, there there are very yeah. few there are very few things that uh, slide. Uh, so praise God. Yeah, no, and and I I, I mean, so for Moms me, are for I, the sake I, of our
1: holiness, yeah. and our sanctification.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, but of like, I think f- for stuff like that, I am a little bit more conscious of because of like, oh well, my mom has like. Instilled that in us of like, hey, like, obviously when it comes from mom, like that's not funny. And then like the older you get, you realize, I mean, that is kind of funny. But then you realize, oh wait, that's probably not worth the older you get. After
1: you get older, (laughs) you realize.
0: (laughs) Then then you realize, oh wait, she was right. Uh, Yeah, no, that that's very. uh...
1: I bet Jesus was, the funniest person.
0: I think he was too. Like. And I think, yeah.
1: And, and he never, ever would do it at the sake of someone, someone else. Yeah. Like, I know this is a terrible example, or maybe not. Um, But I think there's a funny thing we see in the scripture, too, that I can think of right off the top of my head. One is when he's saying, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be answered to you or open to you. Mm-hmm um, he says for who among you, if your son asks you for bread, is going to give him a rock. None of you. Or if he asks you for a fish because he's hungry, you're going to throw a snake at him. Like, no, that's a joke. I think, I think he's trying to be funny and he was funny. (laughs) And I bet the, the audience chuckled at that. Sure. And then it's
0: ridiculous.
1: Right. And then when he, uh, when he nicknamed James and John, so the sons of thunder. sons of thunder.
0: I love how the like, uh, in the chosen, yeah. how how that that scene played out in the chosen. I'm like, yeah. yep,
1: that that probably was a pretty like. <laughs> he's just he's just laughing at him and being like, you guys, you guys are so powerful and destructive. You need to learn to be tender. I'm gonna nickname you sons of sons thunder. Sons of thunder. Like, come on, yeah. You just gotta think. He was so funny, mm-hmm. and never at the expense of someone else. No. And I think ooh think of of of
0: what's the difference between being like fun and funny having fun and having joy mm ooh, how often do we let being fun and funny how do how often do we think that is joy yeah. but it might not be the type of joy that we're actually looking for, yeah or that we want that we want the joy, but we settle for having fun
1: yeah, I think that's that's true mm. Words are powerful. Words have both the power to give life and take life. Yep. And it should not be this way.
0: Hmm. That's crazy. Huh. Do you've going for an hour and 18 that's crazy. that's crazy got any closing thoughts or word of encouragement mm. Hey. Mm.
1: word of encouragement application closing thoughts let us pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give us self control yep. over our tongue
0: Go read That's James. Mm,
1: go James read ta- James.
0: James talks a lot about the tongue and how we should carry ourselves mm. uh, with our speech and our character. That one is a, and it's short. Isn't it like five chapters? Yep. Short and sweet, but we'll punch you in the face. Yes. <laughs> that Holy Spirit
1: stick will. <laughs> Lord, purify our hearts.
0: Yep. The and may the of my, words yep. of
1: our mouths and the yeah. meditations of our heart
0: be pleasing in yeah. your sight,
1: oh Lord. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think one closing thing that I've thought about, um, for me specifically, <clears throat> one of the things, one of the names that I feel like the Lord has given me, uh, along with a communicator and... Um, is to be an encourager.
1: And I often find one of the spiritual gifts. Right? I think it is. Exhortation?
0: Oh, I guess that is the same word. But yeah, of like typically and I and I can say this in my personal life that it's my the flip side of like being really encouraging and being really loving with the word and being very intentional the flip side and i think this is for everyone but for i'm just speaking personally of like my words can be very cutting can be very like sarcastic and will break you down to like and will penetrate in a bad way yes um I, I, that's Uh, I think the Lord, the Mm. world has this kind of like, it's this flip effect of like the good thing that the Lord has given you and that if you allow him to empower you in that thing, it can be really, really good. But that flip side of if you just kind of do your own thing and you kind of let the world inform you uh, and kind of your flesh inform you, well, then it's going to be very destructive.
1: When we use Uh, the gifts that God has given us outside of the teaching and leading of the Holy Spirit yeah they can be extremely destructive
0: yes um, my encouragement would be and I like to get very practical of like one thing that the Lord has really uh, encouraged me in because he's called me to be an encourager and I'm really bad about this um, is being intentionally encourage someone. Or intentionally speak, and again, I'll say it again: intentional words of life over people. Yes, I think, and I, again, from personal experience, I think so many, and um, this is not a, a deal, but I have so many like great thoughts of people, and like, man, that person is really good at this, and yet I never tell them.
1: Yes. What if we took the command seriously to encourage each other? Yes. And love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another. And showing showing honor. honor.
0: How, I cannot tell you how many times in my life, and also one of my uh, love languages, the five love languages, mine is words of affirmation. So I'm a very and we like mine is
1: not. So I'm terrible at doing that for other people.
0: Yes, and I'm I'm the same way. Of like I'm I'm a words person, but I am my my knee jerk reaction to someone telling me something nice is no, no 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 no, or and I'm really bad at giving words. Um, so do that. Get really intentional about speaking life over people. Get really intentional about encouraging people. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times when people have encouraged me that it has it has built me up, it has pushed me, it has encouraged me to and say, hey, and you It are comes do-
1: right when I need it.
0: You are doing a, you are going in the right direction. And it always comes in seasons where I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Or I'm just trucking along and someone comes up and encourages me or you know, gives me a word or whatever, and it's like, oh, okay, i okay so what I'm yeah. doing is not a mistake
1: <laughs> yeah last last encouragement that I have actually yes. the spiritual discipline we should do a spiritual discipline series we should spiritual discipline of silence Ooh. and yes Ooh. I say spiritual discipline because it is it is a discipline um, but I read this book called Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster if you haven't read it read it I need to read that. Um, He talks about the discipline of silence and solitude. And he suggests spending a day, like choose a day out of the week that you are not going to speak until you are spoken to. Like spend the whole day in silence until someone speaks to you. And even when they speak to you, speak as little as you can to get across what you're trying to say. Hmm. Because then you're going to really watch your words and watch what you say. Um, Then you're not going to have that, oh, I should say this mean comment really quick. You're going to hold back your tongue. Um, And he also says in that chapter, he says something about we all want to be that person who has something to say and who has like, oh, this is really powerful. And they said this. And we all know that person who says something just at the right time. Um, and you're like, holy cow, that was incredible. That was just such great wisdom. And usually it's like this old guy or old woman um, because old people are wise.
0: Correct. uh,
1: Most of them. Most. (laughs) Um, But he says to be that person, we have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and silent to let him speak to us so that we can hear him and only speak when we feel the prompting to speak. A a person who is often the most encouraging probably isn't the person who is always talking, but whose words carry weight because they hold back. Right? Yeah. It's I guess the theory of inflation. Like when you when you have a bazillion dollars, then it means nothing. But if you have a thousand dollars, it means a lot more. Right. Yep. If there's only a thousand dollars to go around every day. Yeah. The a thousand dollars mean a lot more. Yeah. If you only speak ten words a day as opposed yes. to a million, Ooh. your ten words a day mean a lot more. Yes. It's right? like
0: it's the people who always talk, 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 and they're and not those, talking about anything. And those people become white noise, and you you stop listening to them. Mm.
1: But then, so if they say something, you're not going to hear it.
0: Correct. But then the people that you know that are quiet, that are reserved, and whenever they open their mouth, it's often. Not too stupid, uh, you might be more inclined to listen.
1: Correct. Mm. Let us be those people. Yes, who know when to, who yeah. know when to speak, mm. and we only know when to speak when yeah. we're quiet and listen. Yeah.
0: Ooh, and that's when we hear the Holy Spirit. Mm. I can't tell yes. you. Ooh, man.
1: He you, has know, a, you know when still you hear, you know quiet voice. You know
0: when you hear the Lord is whenever you are quiet. When you are not constantly like me listening to podcasts and music and talking and thinking your own thoughts and it is whenever you are silent. The Lord will not speak to people who are not willing to listen or who are too busy to be to listen.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let us slow down. Let us be quiet. Yes. Let us practically ask for help. Let us think before we speak. Yes.
0: Let us look like Jesus. (laughs) Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, if you made it to the end of this podcast, you made it to the deep end. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it encouraged you. Lee, thank you for sitting down and talking about this. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, love you guys. Uh, if this encouraged you, share it, um, share on your stories, uh, send the link to somebody. Um, but yeah, love y'all. Peace.